Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Wednesday, the 22nd of February. First up, Matt Walsh destroys the quartering and Jeremy apologizes over Dylan Mulvaney video. If you aren't on Twitter like many of my YouTube viewers are, uh, you might have missed a kind of a dust-up uh, with Daily Wire content creator, or you know, conservative content creator Matt Walsh, um, uh, you know, reacting to criticism that he received from like myself, Sydney Watson, Redacted, and a few other channels. Um, and I think that first and foremost, I think that it's important to acknowledge that Matt Walsh has done some good things in real life, IRL, you know, like working, helping get legislation passed, helping close down one of these gender clinics where they're doing terrible things to, to youths. These are things that I could only have ever like dreamed of accomplishing. So you got to give the guy his flowers. And I think that that gets lost in kind of the spat and the back and forth and, and that, so, you know, if I implied, uh, in, uh, that he had not accomplished anything in real life. That's incorrect. He has. Uh, I also think that Matt Walsh is a force uh, for good. Just because you disagree with one or two things doesn't mean that I like wouldn't completely back the guy against some sort of leftist mob. He'd, he'd have my sword whether he wanted it or not in that scenario. Um, so he put out a video responding to it, which he 100% has every right to. Um, and he even went out of his way to credit the people in the video, which, you know, is fine. Uh, I mean, it's good. Most people don't do that. Um, so he had a particular issue with, um, Sidney Watson and, and myself responding to kind of his Dylan Mulvaney video, um, as well as redacted and a few other people. So let me put this, uh, out there first. I think the major disconnect here is that. It's just in approach and who their target audience is. And, you know, while there is immense crossover between Matt Walsh and myself, I can't speak, I'm not going to speak for other creators. I don't want to suck them into this. Um, but again, this isn't going to be a big drama thing. I'm going to be one and done with it. Uh, I think there's just too much weirdness going on in the kind of the center, center right space. Um, and, you know, I've definitely fed that. Um, and, I, I feel like maybe I was, uh, you know, unwittingly sucked into it. I don't know. It's just such a weird time where the, you know, the, 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 all these people that, you know, basically aligned on almost everything suddenly are fracturing and maybe I'm getting played a little bit. I don't know. Um, so I don't want to make this a whole thing. I I've got a lot of love for the work that Matt Walsh has accomplished. Um, we share a lot of viewers and a lot of the same views. Um, he seemed to take issue with, the criticism that he was too harsh in this video he made about Dylan Mulvaney. The way, just based on the feedback I'm getting on Twitter, which is, you know, not the best, uh, is that everyone seems to be straw manning and, uh, and saying like, well, you're, you're trying to say we're supposed to be nice to this guy. No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, what I'm saying is, Having a, like just a just a real venomous type video does great among people who already agree with you. I think it kills it. Matt Walsh is the expert on the center right uh, at going viral. It go it it absolutely like just a heartfelt venomous thing, which is Matt is very good at. Absolutely resonates extremely well with people that already agree with you. My my criticism was that anybody seeing that 
who is like, who's this Dylan Mulvaney person? And then sees like such a aggressive, like venomous thing. They're not likely to be willing to learn more or move over. But both people are important. Matt Walsh galvanizing. There's very few people that mobilize people like actually on the streets as well as Matt Walsh does. Um, there'll be people like I've been very complimentary of him in this whole video, but you'll see people in the comments like, ah, screw you. That stuff has got to stop. Okay. Like I'm literally saying, you know, Matt's done some great things. I disagree with this one insignificant thing. And for some reason, my, myself is obviously to blame in this too. It just gets blown up into this whole thing. I don't have any, I nothing Matt Walsh. I don't think about him. I'm not mad at him. I don't want people to unsubscribe from him. The back and forth on Twitter between him and I don't care about it. The only reason I, because of Twitter being the way it is, I would just delete it and move on. But people would be like, well, why'd you delete this, bro? Why'd you delete this, bro? Why'd you delete this, bro? That kind of behavior is super unproductive. All it does is make people double down, triple down, and never really try to admit they misspoke or try to find a common ground. There's always this vocal, like 20% of people that if you try to just say like, ah, okay, whatever, you know, then they will haunt you for weeks. And these people are not good people. They are not on your side either. They're not on my side either. They say things like I follow you and I, I've been subscribed forever, but why'd you delete this bro? Because they just want it to go on forever. They want the chaos. They want the destruction and the fracturing of the, of the, they are not our friends. Um, they may feel like they're standing Matt Walsh against criticism, but if somebody tries, even I decided to deescalate it and I posted a foot picture, right? And then there's people in there like, oh, bro, nice, take the L, bro, take the L, bro. It's like, first of all, you sound like a 12 year old. Second of all, you made Matt look bad because I'm like, is this a Matt viewer? And then all you do is make me want to just double and triple down. So I think that's part of it. Twitter has gotten really, really, really more divisive and angry in the past couple of months. And I don't really know what it is, but I will say this. I, I, could, I try to be as clear as possible here. Like my criticism of, you know, Matt Walsh's Dylan Mulvaney video being too harsh. And, and once you go that harsh, it's not as effective at changing minds. Doesn't mean that I don't think, you know, that I think he's wrong. You know, I don't think that he's wrong about Dylan Mulvaney making a mockery of women. I don't think that he's wrong that Dylan Mulvaney is bad for society. I just prefer a different approach. That doesn't mean that I'm here saying, well, we should be nice to leftists. That's like this thing that keeps getting. No, I never said that. I just saying, you know, the average Joe tuning in isn't going to be changed by that. Um, but like, that's such a small thing where, you know, the center right and the, the center and the, and the right have much bigger fish to fry. So, you know, like if Matt is feeling attacked by people disagreeing with his approach, um, you know, that would explain why he's reacting this way. And perhaps, um, you know, me calling him an insufferable a-hole <laughs> probably, uh, um, you know, uh, triggered that response. But I still think Matt does has a lot of good. I don't have any beef with Matt. 
I think that both approaches are necessary. I think you need a guy or girl that's going to galvanize your base and mobilize your base. That's who Matt Walsh is. I also think you need someone who is a little more approachable, right? Somebody who is a little more agreeable to both sides um, to open the door a little bit. Um, and both are required, both are effective. And, uh, you know, I think people have to be a little less defensive, uh, myself included, you know, starting with me about stuff like this, like Matt Walsh was not wrong in what he said. I just don't like the delivery, but so what, right? So what? Um, you know, and, and it's worked, you know, he is a master at, you know, wording things that was very calculated video scripted. It was very obvious that it was meant to reach people, uh, meant to go viral. And today he's trending on Twitter. So it's like, is that bringing in new people from, you know, is he changing any lunatic leftist minds? No. Is he changing anybody who's like mildly left? Probably not, but he is super galvanizing the base, which you need that guy. Um, I don't know if there's, you know, anybody who's more effective at that. So yeah, I don't think being super mean to somebody is changing a lot of minds. That's what I said. And I stand by that, but it also doesn't mean that like now I think Matt Walsh is bad or that, uh, I think he should, that people shouldn't watch his videos or that people should, no, it's just like a totally mild disagreement. That's inflamed probably by my incessant nitpicking at Daily Wire. He, I am sure, knows about that. He tweeted something about, you know, he doesn't even follow me on Twitter, but he tweeted all about my Tim Pool stuff. So he clearly watches it. He clearly, you know, is probably extra defensive because I've been critical of Daily Wire. And that's okay. That's who he works for. Um, but I'm not like personally invested or in what Matt Walsh thinks about me. And he's not personally invested in what I think about him. Uh, I think the key takeaway is like there's just different strokes for different folks and that both not only like can exist, but should exist. And there should be different approaches. Um, this whole like, um, you know, uh, no true Scotsman about being, you know, I I'm not trying to be a conservative. OK, so maybe that's where we're different. I am not a religious guy. I know I have religious viewers. Uh, whom I greatly respect. Um, but like, I'm not a, you got to have kids. Otherwise your life is put like, I've had people spamming my Twitter all day with that stupid moronic hot take. Like you don't even have any kids, bro. I'm, I'm sure from another, from some childless teenager who would say something like that. Or somebody literally said something like, uh, bro, you don't even have any kids. Uh, so, uh, you know, conservative commentators who don't have kids are most likely grifters. Like there are tens of millions of conservative people out there who are single. That doesn't make them less conservative. I mean, this is like a real tweet. I'm not even kidding you. Uh, you might think, wow, why would anybody say something so stupid? But they do. And like it, these people, this is why I'm thinking about just getting off of Twitter because they distract you and they, and they, and they like, they, they're toxic for the movement. It's a, when a conservative commentator is not married and or doesn't have children, they're probably grifters. Like, what? There are millions of single conservative men and women, you moron. I mean, 
and like, and I've never seen this individual before. I assume they came from Matt's, you know, quote tweeting me and dunking on me. Yes, he dunked on me pretty good. Good for him. But I don't really think that th- that it's a productive thing to do. So, you know, I have no beef with Matt. I, li- you know, I, I don't, lo- you know, I don't love his opinion on pit bulls, but I don't think, you know, that invalidates his opinion about, you know, protecting kids. Uh, I don't love his approach to, um, you know, with the Dylan Mulvaney video, but it's just one stupid video. It's not that big a deal. Uh, so I wish Matt Walsh all the best. I will continue to, you know, defend him against against the left. And but also that doesn't mean I can't ever, you know, say something negative about something the man does. That's like a total baby's perspective. And there's a lot of people in our in our world that act like that. Like, oh my God, you said something bad about Tim Pool. You must hate him, and now I hate you, and blah, blah, blah. That's not actually how it works. I've never actually met a content creator that ever thinks about this stuff. They're about entertaining their viewers, educating their viewers. I don't care if Tim doesn't like me, and he doesn't care if I don't like him. Same thing with Matt. But our viewers, they get so emotionally attached to it that it gets like weird and aggressive and, um, I get people wanting to defend, but also like, man, it's so distracting. So, you know, I wish Matt the best. I hope he writes another book that sells a zillion copies. Uh, and, uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. You know, it's, it's a weird, tiny thing that has gotten blown up into this whole, you know, no true Scotsman thing that I just don't want any part of. So I wish Matt all the best. Um, I'll continue to be a soft wimp. Uh, when it comes to these things, apparently, and he can continue to be the super ultra mega Chad. Uh, and uh, I'm comfortable with that because I got to be me. I'm not going to, I don't play a character in my videos. I act, this is who I am. So flaws and all. Um, so, and I hope that, you know, you'll continue to tune in and accept me flaws and all. And next up today, Kyle Rittenhouse hit with new absurd lawsuit from his attacker. He's suing that he got memed. I wanted to check in on yet another lawsuit with, uh, you know, the the man that uh, seems to be uh, forgotten a little bit. You know, the 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 world rallied, well, the ones who weren't uh, insane uh, around uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, our world. You know, the center center right non lunatics, uh, and now he's being completely buried under absurd lawsuits. Uh, this uh, posted by Sarah Gonzalez. Kyle's being sued again, this time by the guy who actually pointed at him um, and, you know, who actually tried to end him. I mean, sometimes like the United States legal system, like I know I have a lot of lawyer friends in the space, but like, man, alive, like this is getting insane. Uh, and, you know, it, it's 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 in it, it's. This is why I wanted him to push these defamation cases sooner than later, because he's going to need the money because these losers are going to take every penny he's got. And how much money could he even have? These lawsuits are not designed to actually get money. They're designed to destroy his life, to ruin his life, to make him regret the the horrendous uh, act of not letting someone else end it. That like make no mistake about it. That's what this is about. And and it feels like 
Now, it feels like, maybe this isn't true, but it feels like, you know, people are happy to bring Kyle onto their shows to get, you know, like, you know, hopefully he's getting paid for all these appearances that he's doing. I've said that to him privately. Um, he texted me the other day about this lawsuit, so I wanted to cover it. But, like, there's a lot of big organizations that are happy to put Kyle on stage. I hope, I don't know that they're not. I'm just saying I hope that they are helping him out with legal fees one way or another or with counsel or support or connections or something. Because at the end of the day, he's just a kid. He's still just a kid who had basically his teen years taken away from him. Um, and these are big, huge mega corporations that seem to be funding these lawsuits to destroy his life. He wrote here, this lawsuit is an attempt to drown out anyone who legally and justifiably defends their lives from attackers in a mountain of legal debt. He's absolutely right about that. We cannot let them win. If they come after me, they will come after you. This is why do you think that this um have you noticed that there's a lot of like um the pew pew tubers and other people are doing a lot of these um uh insurance for self-defense? It's a huge booming business. In fact, in my hometown, there's like a huge something defense. I don't know what it is, but it's this huge building. And someone's like, oh, he or she works for this company. I was like, oh, that huge new building. And I'm like, what do they do? Sell uh, insurance for this? And they're like, yep. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it's a huge booming industry. And a lot of it, I think, is pushed by this. So this lawsuit now, again, is from the man that tried to end his life. Kyle Rittenhouse has vowed to, quote, prove my innocence again after the man he defended himself against in 2020 now is suing him for emotional distress and humiliation. And by the way, this is a guy that took a weapon, pointed it at Kyle, and tried to end his life. Okay? Now everyone's making fun of him getting his bicep uh, completely blown off. But, like, he's lucky it wasn't his head. Gage Groys, Groys, Kreutz, who testified that he had, who admitted, by the way, this is why this lawsuit is unwinnable. But the point of it is not to win. It's to destroy Kyle, right? So he admitted on the stand, I remember that moment on the stand, where, that he pointed his weapon at Kyle as now suing him for uh, loss of enjoyment of life humiliation and other pain. So essentially he's getting, he's suing because he's getting dunked on on the internet. God, I could, I would love to be able to do that. Matt Walsh, I'm suing you. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. Relax. It claims that law enforcement defendants deputized these individuals, conspired with them and ratified their actions by letting them patrol, patrol the streets armed with weapons to mete out justice as they saw fit. Obviously, they cannot prove this. Again, this is a suit that has no merit in court and will not, they will not win, but they don't care. Rittenhouse is now a popular content creator. I won't say that. I don't, I don't think he started a YouTube channel, but I don't know if he's actually publishing any of it. Uh, and right-wing influencer, again, I don't know about that. He... He speaks at events, uh, told Fox News Digital, and th those aren't slights of Kyle. I'm just saying I think that, you know, he's just a kid who has, like, no money and is getting sued into oblivion by these, the, these leftists that tried to end his life. 
And I'm sure someone's pay, paying for Gage's lawsuit too, by the way. Um, he is now, I, I guess it came as a shock to why he's filing the lawsuit because he admitted that he pointed it in my face and that he chased me down. He said that it would again come with a hefty price tag, but said that he was ready to prove his, his innocence yet again. This comes only weeks after the father of Anthony Huber, who also effed uh, around and found out, brought a wrongful uh, deletion lawsuit against Kyle for allegedly, also alleging he conspired with police to target protesters, which of course he did not do. Everyone knows this. Kyle was found guilty on on all counts. Think about this. This kid, I would prefer he had stayed home just because of all that's happened. But in the eyes of the law and now been confirmed by the courts, he legally defended himself. And now these people are still ruining his life. He spent the last three years suffering for uh, defending himself legally. Seems like there's something wrong there, right? It seems like something is very wrong. You know, and I think like, you know, we all know what happened with, you know, during the trial where Gage testified in the trial that he was pointing his own weapon at Kyle before Kyle unbiceped him. He said that he didn't intend to fire, but as he had had his hands raised, holding him towards him. What? He didn't intend to fire. You pointed at me. There's no, that is the intention to fire. When you point a barrel at somebody, you are intending to fire. That is what you are communicating. Okay, you didn't hold it down at your side. You pointed it in his face. What did you what did you think was going to happen? You know, since being found innocent of all five felony charges, charges since then victims and their families have brought forward separate lawsuits against him. The suit levied by John Huber, father of protester. Oh my god, he wasn't a protester, he's a piece of garbage. I think he was also, which was he, which one was he again? The one that liked uh, entering little boys against their will. Was that, was he that guy? Was that Jojo or was that the other guy? None of these people were good people. All right. Um, it also claims that officers violated Huber's constitutional rights when they allowed the riots to erupt into violence. Are you kidding me? This is the most insane crap I've ever read in my life. You know, of course, President Biden, you know, called him terrible things. Some outraged celebrities went online to complain about the decision with performer Bet Who Gives a Crap Midler saying it was a tragic day. Yeah, I'm sure that Bet Midler and her n- numerous private security agents, I'm sure if somebody was pointing a weapon in her face, she would just say, no, 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 let, let him, let him, let him. Uh, BLM, um, 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 LGBT shoot me. Like, is that what, is that what Bette Midler would have said? I mean, you know, again, so all of these, it's one of the wildest takes I've, I've, I've seen that transcends knowledge and is, is like the best example of, of, um, tribalism. Like these tweets where it's like, we saw him and two people. You mean defend himself? All of these people expected clearly by their responses that Kyle just die. That's what, that's what they think. That they think that Kyle should have just let them end his life. They would have celebrated it too, by the way. And you look at a lot of these replies. There's one of these like popular reply guys to like, 
Uh, you know, here Grosskreutz testified that he pointed at Kyle before then teenager protected himself is seeking economic losses, damage for emotional distress. I mean, it's it's they don't have a case whatsoever. However, they are aiming to destroy his life. You have this loser, like who's a weird, cringy reply guy, begging people to foot the bill for your own legal mess after you kill people. How entitled are you? Like, are you an absolute idiot? How does this person have 600,000 followers? The, the idea that, yeah, people should help him with his give, send, go. Because the, what's happening is the machine is funding these other lawsuits. I would suspect, don't you, I mean, I don't you think, unless all these lawyers are taking it pro bono, perhaps these lawyers are taking it pro bono or they're also activists and they're trying to, um, you know, get famous and they're doing the case for free. That could be part of it, but you know Kyle still has to pay his law firm to defend himself against these things. And you can't just take it. You can't just go into any court case and be like, "Oh, um, I guess we'll just, you know, they don't have a case, so whatever." No, he has to use his law firm and pay them thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to defend him if this goes to trial. And then potentially you're still coming down to a jury who may not like you and may side with um you know the person suing you even if it seems insane it's it's tough you know i i i think that kyle was thrust into this his pin comment by the way his pin tweet is his give send go he says give send go.com slash kyle ridnouse um you know i think oh it's good to see people are donating that's cool i hope people will because i mean i i you know he's I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but he's raised $117,000, which is amazing. But like, you know, these lawsuits are expensive. Um, I talk about even, you know, the lawsuit that I went through, which was a slam dunk victory, still cost me fifty or $60,000. Um, and it's, it's, it's wild how that these spurious lawsuits just get to get filed because what, they're mad? Like he's getting, he, like this guy is literally suing because people are making fun of him on the internet. I, I don't know what other reason he could possibly be suing him. So, uh, you know, shout out to Kyle. I, I, I support you. I hope these organizations that are, you know, bringing you in to speak and do all these other things, you know, hopefully they uh, back you as well. And next up today, Joe Rogan blasts Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis and Jeremy is worried about our future. I thought this is a really interesting topic because I find myself feeling really conflicted. When I talk to my viewers about, you know, the potential candidates to uh, defeat Joe Biden, uh, which literally a head of lettuce should be able to do uh, at this point, uh, some people seem really like, hey, I'm, I'm a Trump guy. I, I want, you know, I'm a Trump through and through. Um, but then also people, you know, are, you know, supportive of DeSantis. Then there are also people who say, well, DeSantis is a what is it, a rhino and he's, you know, controlled opposition. People don't like him. I'm concerned. I'm concerned because if they both run, we will lose. And when I say we, I mean the American people who would like to stop suffering under Joe Biden. Um, and so I'm hoping and actually I have a video later today. Uh, a bit of a, a mea culpa, a little bit of a, um, an apology that I hope you'll watch, too. And a re, hopefully a reinvigoration, um, but to also, this is you know kind of weird because Trump 
Trump versus DeSantis, like Trump has to go after him, right? Because that's what Trump does. Um, Trump goes after his opponents. He has to go after him. He has to beat him in the primaries and then win the election. That's his path to becoming president if he's serious about being president, which why wouldn't he be? Okay. Now, if you're Ron DeSantis, you just stay quiet because um, it doesn't look good to be fighting back and forth. And, you know, I think that Trump may be losing people because DeSantis isn't fighting back and because DeSantis is just playing it cool. I don't know if I've felt that way yet. I still, you know, I, 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 I voted for Trump in 2016. I voted for him again in 2020. And I would probably, as things stand right now, vote for him in 2024. Um, as things stand right now. But I'm also not like super blindly loyal. And Joe Rogan weighed in on it. I thought it was a, a pretty interesting, you know, discussion. You know, Joe Rogan criticized former President Trump's nicknames for his potential GOP rival, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSanctimonious, saying it's not a good one. Trump had started using the nickname for DeSantis during private conversations, but people have been quick to lay into the former president for the lackluster names. On Rogan's show last week, the host and writer Bridget Paytas uh, discussed how Trump is losing his touch with nicknames as the former president continues to roll out more insults about DeSantis. And I'm curious in the comment section, like how you genuinely feel about that. I don't, it doesn't bother me because he's always had nicknames for people and not all of them were great. I mean, he's had some good ones, obviously, but he's also had some like stinkers. It's just really, you know, the the nickname for Ron DeSantis or DeSanctimonious is no different than he would do about anybody else. So it's like, ah. I don't, I don't know. As a guy who voted for Trump twice, doesn't really put me off. But I do think that there are more moderate people that voted Republican than maybe it does. Um, it comes as tensions come to a boil between the two 20, potential 2024 rivals, even though DeSantis has even announced a presidential run. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe he should—he he clearly sees DeSantis as his only threat, and I would probably agree with that. Um now, it all began when Trump hit the campaign trail last month. He told reporters on the plane between events in New Hampshire and South Carolina that it would be very disloyal if DeSantis launched a 2024 primary bid against him. Rogan on his show this week said he calls him Ron DeSanctimonious. Paytas interjects with, he needs to come up with another one, while Rogan concludes, it's not a good one. Uh, the guest added, he's losing his touch with his nicknames. Rogan said that there's just not a good one that you could come up for uh, Ron, because Ron is too good, uh, because he's too good with that base and his success in Florida is pretty unparalleled nicknames. I didn't love Trump's like, Oh, it's easy to succeed in Florida thing. You know, Florida being turning red is pretty important to Republicans. Uh, and staying red is even more important. Rogan said, there's just not a good one. He can come, come up with Ron cause Ron is too good with his base. The nicknames have continued even after Trump said in early Saturday morning post on True Social, they will not call DeSantis out by the nickname Meatball. He will not call him Meatball Ron, but then repeated a different slur. Um, I don't know if that's a slur. The former president claimed it would be inappropriate to use the word Meatball as a moniker, and which has been reported to be a jab at DeSantis's Italian heritage. <laughs> I don't uh, sometimes I just relate so much to Trump with the tweets. Like, it's just, no, I don't think it's a good look. I don't. 
but it's who he is. It's who he's always been. I will never call Ron DeSanctimonious Meatball Ron, as the fake news is insisting I will. He wrote on a conservative me. <laughs> this is so good. Fox News is uh, ending lightweight Paul Ryan. Blah, blah. Low energy Jeb Bush is his hero. Blah, blah, blah. It would be totally <laughs> inappropriate to use the word meatball as a moniker for Ron. The post continued, even though Fox News, oh, I hit that. But this week, late that night, he posted again, accusing DeSantis as being backed by uh, a perv organization and being a rhino in disguise. People have said that. I haven't started digging into like individual policy decisions that uh, Ron DeSantis has made because he hasn't even declared his presidency. I, I just think, or declared he wants to be run for president. There are plenty of people that think he's going to finish his governorship and then do it, um, which I think greedily, greedily enough, I would prefer that because I think both Trump and DeSantis running at the same time would be the only way Republicans don't win the presidency um, because Trump's base is there, there are people like me who voted for Trump, but also are like, eh, you know, I don't agree with everything Trump said. But then there are much of his base that are like so ride or die with him that if he lost in the primary, they wouldn't even come out and vote uh, in the general election. And that would probably he's got enough supporters that it would cost it very likely would cost Republicans the election. That is like the worst my worst case scenario. If Ron would just finish his governorship and I'm not saying he shouldn't run for president. I'm just being selfish like. If Ron came out and said, nah, I'm not ready yet. I've got a lot of work to finish here in Florida. And then let Trump run, win or lose, in 2024. Then Trump would really have to endorse him, (laughs) I guess, going forward. But if he lost again, would he run again? Probably. I I don't know. Like Trump is just such such a wild card. But um, it sure would make life, you know, pretty interesting. He's a rhino in disguise, he lamented, whose poll numbers are dropping like a rock. Good luck, Ron. I don't think his poll numbers are dropping, although Trump's numbers remain pretty strong. But again, Ron DeSantis has not declared that he's going to run for president. So I don't know. Maybe Trump should just chill on dunking on DeSantis a little bit because he's got really nothing to gain until such a point where Ron DeSantis would declare he wants to run for president. Then he could unload on him. But he tweets here, you know, Ron DeSanctimonious wants to cut your Social Security and Medicare, closed up Florida and its beaches. But that's just not right. He didn't close up Florida. Um, loves uh, loves Rhino Jeb Bush or whatever the case is. Carol Rove is backed by Globalist Club uh, for no growth. Lincoln Perv Project uninspired and only gets worse from there. He's a rhino in disguise whose poll numbers are dropping like a rock. It's, you know, it's interesting. You know, I side with Ron DeSantis on obviously culture issues, but I don't live in Florida, so I'm not as familiar with his like day-to-day decisions. Yeah, I love watching him absolutely dunk on, um, on you know, Wokies and Disney and stuff like that. But I don't, you know, I, I don't know about I don't know about saying that he closed down Florida because Florida basically remained open, right? Um, and if they both battle in 2024, that's like my that's like the worst nightmare. That's like the only scenario we get four more years of creepy Joe Biden, and like Joe Biden letting his little uh, lover boy 
uh, Zelensky drag us into World War III. Like, that's what I don't want. And so this is like a classic scenario uh, of, at least in my opinion, a classic scenario, at least in my opinion, of like, we're going to have to, like, like, I just, I don't want, I don't want Trump versus DeSantis. I think it means Republicans will lose. Do you think I'm being a doomer? Do you think that that's not true? Um, you know, I hope I'm wrong about that, but you know, it's not like Joe Rogan's ever going to endorse Donald Trump anyway, but he probably would endorse Ron DeSantis. Do you think, is that fair to say? I think that's probably fair to say. Um, so I think like DeSantis would just destroy Biden, but if like I can get four years of Trump and then eight years of DeSantis or or potentially any other Republican that isn't a, a complete warmonger moron, uh, I think I'd be pretty happy, but that feels like uh, a best case scenario. Let me know. Is there any is there any uh, uh, hope if they run against each other? I I just need it. Give me some hopium in the comments down below. Let me know. Do you think the nicknames are good or bad? And we'll talk to you again real soon. And last up today, dear viewers, Jeremy is very sorry. Not a trick to sell coffee. Please watch. Um. I apologize. Uh, I think I've allowed myself, I have allowed myself uh, to get a little too reckless with the infighting. I don't regret criticizing certain things, you know, with other content creators, maybe not mentioning certain top, you know, guests of their show or maybe, but I don't think it's good right now. I, I, I think... It's good for views. People love watching it. You know, the channel's been uh, booming. It's better than ever. It's been amazing. Your your support has been amazing. But I think we've reached that tipping point uh, where we need to just, I need to just chill out a little bit. And I, I think the reason I'm really feeling this way is because um, there's something weird. There's some weird energy out there. Do you feel it? Do you, do you feel it a little bit where, you know, some people, again, I don't, I'm not a conservative commentator, but I am, I am not a non-left commentator. So in the non-left commentator space, there's some weird vibe going on. We had, you know, I'm nervous because I've never really been a channel that's relied on other content creators or collaborations. So I've never really cared if someone likes me or not. The only people I care about enjoying my content is my viewers. But uh, I, I am nervous as I see what happened to James uh, and PV. Essentially, biggest story of the company's history Boom, he's pushed out with spurious complaints about he spent too much, you know, he, he, the worst thing they said about him is that he could have spent a little bit of like 15 grand of company money on a personal trip, whatever. Okay. I don't actually care about that. Um, then you had obviously the, the, you know, the Tim pool versus everybody kind of thing. And then this whole like Matt Walsh thing kind of kicked off and it just, it felt so normal at the time to just be like, oh, ha, 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 let's get into this, you know? And then I started, like, really looking back, and it's like, man, it's been Tim, then it was Matt, then it was, uh, you know, PV, Crowder and Daily Wire. When 
this is really a time that we should be galvanizing, that we should be working together because even when we're super galvanized, we still take a ton of L's. Um, and so at a time where, you know, we have a really important election coming up, we have really important cultural issues to discuss defeat. Um, we literally can't afford any infighting. I don't think that there's anything wrong with having, I'm not saying like, don't criticize other content creators or don't criticize people that you watch. You all have no problem criticizing me and I, that's what I appreciate. But also it might be, um, it might just be time to take a little break from that. You know, let some things go, you know, oh, I didn't like this, the way you did this video. Maybe just not worry about it. Uh, I, I think that you should hold your peers to the same standard that you hold your foes to. I don't ever, I have never seen or had a single problem, there, you know, with criticizing people uh, that are viewed as, you know, on my side. I don't have a problem with that. And I'm not going to stop doing it, but I think maybe we need to let the, the boil come back down to a simmer. And there is no bigger uh, pooster in the space than me. Uh, so I, you know, I, I'm, there's just no denying that it's fun. Um, but like, it's time to find some different targets. I think the work that my fellow content creators are doing, whether they're at daily wire, whether they're independent, like Crowder, whether they're independent, independent, like, um, you know, myself or other uh, content creators, like most of us, um, you know, I think there is value in holding them accountable but also like sometimes there is a, a cause bigger than that. And right now I think it's actually trying to win. Um, I've become, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, a big criticism people have outside of the drama farming is uh, that I'm too soft. And um, maybe they're right. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but. I do know this, um, the kind of the war is upon us and we need to galvanize. I I'm thinking like, I might just scrub my Twitter today completely and just get back to be really pointed at, at pointing out the left's insanity and really just focusing on that. I, I think even, and also if I can't stay out of trouble on Twitter, I'll just not use it. Because I think that, you know, I have 50 or 100,000 active viewers. We could really do a lot of good. But it doesn't happen when I'm constantly making you have to choose between who you watch, right? Like, you shouldn't feel bad watching Tim Pool or Matt Walsh or anyone else that I've even beefed with. Because that's just... In irresponsible of me to put you in that position. So I apologize for that. Um, it's fun for a while, but then I've kind of been slowly realizing that the juice isn't worth the squeeze there. It's, you know, I, I'm still going to criticize people when I believe that they need it. I just think my threshold's going to have to be higher and not everything is worth starting a war over, uh, at least amongst the people that, uh, you know, are working towards the same general goal. I think, um, 
I think that, you know, this time away, I, I've had a lot of people think like on Twitter that I'm like, I'm, I'm totally relaxed. I've never been more relaxed in my life. I've never had more clarity than right now. And um, I've still got plenty of time to get even more clear. But, you know, I think that it's it's wild out there. It's a spooky time out there um, in the non-establishment world. And I'm starting to believe maybe there are some weird forces going on behind the scenes that are sowing discontent, that are in the Twitter replies, whipping up people, you know, egging them on to be, to be more divisive. Um, I'm going to be me. I'm still, you know, I'm not going to be some super rigid guy. I'm still going to make mistakes. Um, but what I can pretty much be confident that I can commit to is, um, chilling out a little bit on, on worrying about every little thing that maybe somebody on quote unquote, our side does that I disagree with. I think it's okay to point that kind of stuff out. Maybe even in private will be better, but the end result of it is a divided audience, which I don't want. Um, and losing. Quite frankly, that's the end game of the infighting, is that we lose. And I can't lose sight of that. That's why I started this YouTube channel. It all started when I got canceled and excommunicated from the Magic the Gathering community. And I can't lose sight of how that felt. And the people out there who have high expectations of me to stay on task and to push things forward. And I've never been more motivated. I mean, I have a huge project rolling out that I haven't talked about, but I've been working on behind the scenes with like real reporters and, you know, other stuff like that, that I'm excited about. And we are going to need everybody to, to stand a chance in this fight. And so I'm going to do better at, at not dividing people. So I appreciate you sticking it out with me. I appreciate you, um, tuning in and, um, I, I hope that, We'll continue to fight together for a very long time. And look, I didn't even mention coffee in this video. I definitely didn't say anything about going to coffeebrandcoffee.com and buying anything, but um, I kid. So I really appreciate you. Um, thanks for putting up with all my drama lominous. And uh, I look forward to fighting side by side uh, for a very long time together.